Hello, and welcome to the Community IT Innovators Technology Topics Podcast, where we discuss nonprofit technology, cybersecurity, tech project implementation, strategic planning, and nonprofit IT careers. Find us at communityit.com. Welcome everyone to Community IT Innovators Voices interview series. My name is Carolyn Woodard and I am the Communications and Outreach Director for Community IT. Today I'm so happy to be talking with Pat Spray, who is going to tell us a little bit more about his new position at Community IT. So Pat, would you like to introduce yourself? What is your title? Yes, I'm I'm Pat Spray. My title is Director of Information Systems and Technology. Um, so I'm essentially the internal IT director uh, here at Community IT. And what were you, what was your position before? Uh, before becoming the director uh, of IST, I was the the uh, business IT manager team lead. Um, although I, th- I think it's it's now called the um, the business. I think it's just called the business IT manager position. And so was this a job, so this is a new position, the internal IT position. Did you ask to do it or did they ask you to do it? Um, I was asked to do it. So so we're often consulting with, with clients um, and making recommendations about the, how they manage IT. Um, and one of the, the frequent recommendations we, we make for a, a mid to large size client is that they need an internal IT director, somebody to own IT internally. And um, making this recommendation, um, we kind of realized, well, well we need, we, we should be following our own advice. We, we need somebody to manage our internal IT. Um, and the position was offered to me since being at the IT business manager team, the, the role is, is to do that consulting for external clients. And so, you know, they decided to have one of us do it internally. That makes sense. That really makes sense. So are there skills from being the um, IT business manager team lead that you bring over to doing the internal uh, management? Yeah, it's it's a lot of the the same stuff. Um, you know, it's it's less about the actual technology and more about kind of the policy and the process, um, kind of where technology meets people. Um the big difference is that now, instead of you know telling others what they should be doing, I actually have to do the work, and so there's just a lot more, um, a lot, a lot more work uh, to be done. Um, what would what do you do on a typical business day, or is there a typical day? Um, there's there's two types of days, I guess. One is a day that has a lot of meetings um, and a lot of a lot of chatting with people. Um, which is is great. I, I like to chat with my colleagues. Um, the other is that I've got just a lot of open time, and so I spend a lot of that time updating policies um, that you know we haven't really updated in, or we haven't updated the written versions in a long while. Um, some on on a lot of processes. Um, some of the processes, or most of the processes, are, are internal. You know, new staff onboarding process, equipment policy. Um, some of it is more external, so service development process type stuff. Um, but that's that's my typical day. And then there's also like in between that, there's of course emails, there's troubleshooting issues for people, responding to questions uh, that people have. 
So I know one of our services for clients is the help desk. It's a very important service. So to my understanding, we didn't really have an internal help desk until now. So how did you go about creating that? Yeah, we, to some degree, we, we have like a very minimal help desk. You know, fortunately, a lot of the, the colleagues at community, a lot of our colleagues at community are IT people. And so they, they tend to resolve their own problems. Um, mostly it was just taking the, the, the ticketing platform that we already have connect wise and just kind of adding a new, uh, what they call a new board to it. So any, any ticket sent to our, um, internal help desk email address will go to that board. Uh, I'll see it immediately and I can either, I, I usually respond pretty quickly. Um, otherwise I will, I will assign it to somebody to follow up on, um, on our internal IT team. That makes sense. And I'm only, of course, asking because I know I probably am one of your largest users of the help desk. So, yeah, well, I mean, even, even then you submit a ticket, what, maybe once every other week, maybe once a month. So, you know, you, you probably are one of our largest users. It just doesn't get a whole lot of use. Well, I like, I'd like to, to keep it that way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so to switch gears a little bit, um, I'd like to ask you more about your kind of tech background. So do you remember when you applied to Community IT? I know you've been here for a while and kind of what, what made you want to apply to Community IT? Um, yes. Yeah, so I had, uh, I, I had been kind of putzing around um, a bit. And then, uh, you know, in my, I think late twenties, um, and then, but I, I knew I wanted to get into it. And so I applied various jobs and I got a, a job working at, um, what was then one of, uh, community's clients, um, just as kind of a desktop admin and that got me kind of my, you know, beyond some basic training in in a plus, um, and, and, uh, some basic certifications, uh, that got me like hands-on experience in working with things like Active Directory and back then Microsoft Exchange um, and you know Windows Windows Seven and and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, they were a Community IT client, so I I got to know Community IT, um, got to know some of the people working at Community IT, um, and so when I felt like I had kind of learned everything I I could and 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 you know, made as much difference as I could there. Um, I, uh, I applied to community IT. Um, they, uh, so I got a job at community IT as a, as a network admin. So I was going on site, um, to one client and, and then another client. Um, we had, you know, we, we, for back then, like it was much more common to have on site IT support. And so we had clients that had like on site coverage like all the, all week. Um, and so I was at, you know, one or two of those clients. And so while I was at those clients, um, uh, you know, besides like getting more experience and learning more things, um, and then also not just, again, not just IT, but learning kind of the, the processes of like how we handle tickets and how we manage tickets and, and how we interact with users and clients and um, that kind of thing. I, I also completed my bachelor's in IT. Um, uh, got a couple of additional certifications and I was then promoted to 
um, to engineer, and that was just as we were introducing um, a new position called network manager, which would eventually evolve into IT business manager, um, which is kind of the uh, um, the IT the you know the virtual IT director or IT consultant for our clients. And can you tell me a little bit more about that role? Because I know it's something that's uh, unique to community IT and that IT business manager is positioned to like ask questions and understand the client's strategic needs and also make suggestions, right? So how IT can better fit what the client is trying to do. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's something of a, a, uh, of a, it's it's very much in vogue um, among MSPs is is this virtual CIO uh, role, and the idea is that that a virtual CIO kind of goes to a client and says, "Well, you know, here's here's what your IT is right now. Like, here's our recommendations. Here's the things you need to fix and the things you need to improve, and and so on and so forth." Um, and the the hopefully the client signs off on those, and then the VCIO kind of disappears for another you know, six months until they show up again uh, and repeat. And um, that's not how we work with our clients. We we are much more engaged with our clients. And so um, I tend to think of the IT business manager role as, as more of a virtual IT director. So you're meeting regularly with the clients. Um, you're there to provide guidance. So we, we, we certainly want clients to, to adopt certain best practices like MFA. Um, and so the, the IT, uh, business manager, the ITBM is is talking through through these recommendations with clients and explaining them, um, helping them them plan for them, um, helping them implement them. Um, but then we're also available just if they if they have a question, if they, you know, you know, we had uh, a while back like there was a, you know, everybody was talking about um, VPNs, virtual private networks, about accessing the internet, and so we got a lot of questions about like, well, do do we need these? Um, you know, all of our staff are remote. Should should we have these? Um, short answer was no. Um, but uh, you know, it's just it's just having those kinds of discussions, being a being a resource for the, the client to reach out to, um, and for us to guide them as well, um, as well as you know, just just act as um, their voice at community IT. So if they're having an issue um, with with um, our help desk and getting something resolved, then we can we can interface with the help desk uh, on their behalf. So do you have, um, can you talk a little bit about like job qualifications for that kind of ITBM role and like the sort of things that you need to know? It sounds like in your career, you started like as the admin and mm-hmm. kind of worked your way up and then also were able to understand the strategy. Um, if somebody wanted to apply to become an ITBM, what kind of background is a as a good background to have? Yeah, it's it's a tricky one um, because you need to have both technical skills and you need to have uh, people skills. Um, so uh, one thing we look at is a, is a I guess uh, a base level of technical knowledge because you do need to be able to talk to clients about things like Microsoft 365, uh, the differences between the Microsoft 365 EM plus S licensing and the E3 licensing and the Office Premium in the Business Premium licensing and that kind of thing. You need to understand uh, like autopilot and Intune. Like you don't have to actually be able to do it. Like I don't think I could actually do 
um, an autopilot implementation, but I, I need to know enough about it so that I can talk about it intelligently to the client and answer their, their questions. Um, beyond that, you also have to have a good understanding of, you know, policies and processes that, that um, a client would want in place. Because frequently, if, if, there's, a, if there's an issue um, that I'm involved in, it's not a technical troubleshooting issue. It's not that there's something need, that needs to be fixed because we have a help desk for that. It's that, you know, there's a, the client is trying to do something and they are misunderstanding or, or we're misunderstanding a step or, a, or, you know, the process to get that done. Um, and so, you know, I'm also often stepping in and, and, and either documenting or, or helping to educate the client on, on kind of the, the how this this process is supposed to work, um, or or helping them to develop the process uh, or or policy um, around it, um, and so you need to be able to to kind of have a very you need to be able to have a high level holistic view of technology, and then be able to talk about it to describe it to people who are not technical, um, and that just comes with a lot of experience of, of just interacting with people um, and. You know, constantly working on learning how to talk to people about technology. A lot of a lot of metaphors, a lot of analogies, um, and then it also uh, you learn to kind of identify what are the kind of the key points of you know the the technology that you want to talk about with the client. You know, versus the you know versus digging like very deep into the weeds. So if we're talking about autopilot, I'm not going to go into like all of the different features and the settings in autopilot, I'm going to talk about, oh, well, it's a it's a very low-touch laptop deployment. Dell sends you a laptop, and it's already been enrolled in autopilot into your Office 365 tenant, and you can just, you know, the user just sets it, just logs on with their credentials, and, you know, they're up and running, and everything is automatically deployed onto their computer. Um, you know, keeping a very high level, keep, you know, hitting kind of the points that, that the client really needs to know about. That, that makes it useful for the client to to that's useful knowledge so the client can make a decision, uh, you know, to uh, uh, can can make a decision based on on what's on what's uh, what they need. That's a great way to put it. It's like the client still needs to make the decision, but it's right. our job to give them enough information so they can make an informed decision about technology, which they may not be an expert in. That's where we have the expertise. So that's right. I love that way of explaining it. Um, did you, were you always interested in technology? Did you start very young or did you make a career change later? What, how did that happen? Um, I was always interested in technology. So Growing up, we had a, a computer, which was still brand new when I was a, a kid. Um, I'm I'm still um, I'm old enough that I remember the big floppy disks that, we, that you would have to put into a computer to play the games. Uh, you know, I remember not having internet um, and then having dial-up. Um, but even back then, like we always we we had a computer. Like we were one of the only <coughs> families on the block that had a computer. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'd always, I'd always kind of been, you know, fairly technical um, growing up. And then um, there, there came a point where, I, where I was just like, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and I was, I was, you know, at a decision point, you know, in in college, um, uh, you know, trying to figure out, did I want to go into computing, or did I want to go into maybe accounting, or, or, 
you know, there, there just seemed like a lot of good ideas. Uh, psychology, I remember, was one of them. Um, and, you know, I was given some advice, which was, well, like it, you can try something else. So I said, well, I'm, I'm, I like IT. I'm going to get into IT. Um, at the time, I was actually working in child childcare. I was working in before and after school care, which was also really because kids can be very frustrating. Um, uh, you know, and a lot of fun, but but frustrating. And um, uh, and so I went from there to that that client of community ATs, and then from there to community AT. So when you meet people and they they want to know what you do, do you, how, how do you explain your job now, your new role, and also what community IT does? Do you have like an elevator speech? Um, yeah, I I say that I work for community IT. That we're a we're a managed service provider. We do IT support for nonprofits um, across the U.S. Um, and that I am the internal IT director at community IT. It's the very short, condensed version. And then if people want to know more about what being an internal IT director is, you know, you've found your people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of talk about like how, you know, we, we have a lot of different tools that we use for delivering service to uh, our clients. Um, and then we also have a lot of just internal tools that we're using, just, you know, that people use for like office productivity. Um and that my job is to kind of own all of the tools and own the holistic um, uh, uh, vision of or the the usage of these tools. Um, and so I I you know work on not only keeping them up but making making sure that staff have the the correct tools, um, have the correct permissions for everything, um, and the the correct equipment as well. So I also own, own the the hardware and the computers that that we use as well. As many of our, um, you know, clients, you know, the primary contacts are also in that in that right. role. So I'm sure that's very very helpful. Well, yep. thank you so much, Pat, for your time today. I really appreciate getting able being able to talk to you about all of this, and um, just it's been a delight talking to you. Thank you, my pleasure. Community IT does these free webinars and podcasts for our community, and we love sharing our knowledge and experience. If you have more questions or are having trouble with your IT at your nonprofit, please get in touch with us on our website, www.communityit.com, so we can start a conversation or schedule an assessment. Downloading any of our free resources there will get you signed up for our webinar reminders, and you can attend our next webinar in real time and ask our experts your own questions. If you love podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits.